Hello, everyone. Alan Dockerty here with another episode of Preventive Health and Safety. I'm so glad that you could join us today. We're going to be talking about a very important word. Now, this word is important in many aspects of our life, like business, finance, relationships. It's important in sports. It's important in athleticism. And that word is consistency. Think for a minute, just in your own mind, how important consistency really is in some of the areas of your life. Well, I want to introduce that as a very important word in preventive health and safety also. When you think about consistency, you think about doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and continuing to do them without fail continually. When we start talking about things like medication, we have an issue with consistency, don't we? Sometimes we call it compliance, but truthfully, consistency is what it's all about. Uh, the, the Biomed Center in England has all kind of journals published, and they do all kind of research and surveys, and they found that nearly 50% of the people that are prescribed medication don't take them the way they're supposed to, and at one time or another, perhaps even quit taking them altogether. Now, you and I know that that hap- happens a lot with antibiotics, right? You start taking antibiotics as prescribed, and the bottle always says, make sure you take all this medication until it's finished, or you take three or four times a day for 10 days or two weeks or whatever, and we start feeling better and we quit taking them. So that's not really a good thing to do. There's really a reason to take that antibiotic for the entire course to make sure that bacteria is completely killed throughout all your system. But we're talking about other medications too. Not too long ago, we talked about kidney disease. And when we were talking about kidney disease, we uh, we basically stated that there are two really large reasons why people get kidney disease. And the two main factors really are diabetes and hypertension. But we added a caveat to that saying uncontrolled hypertension and uncontrolled diabetes. So As you know, there are medications that can very easily control hypertension. And there are medications, either oral or injectable, that can also control diabetes. But once we get inconsistent with taking these medications, then we're opening ourselves up to a really big problem with risk. You know, heart disease. We talked about how hypertension actually is one of the big risk factors in heart disease. And, you know, so is diabetes. So you let these things go uncontrolled and you're asking for trouble. Then we also think about dieting. Oh, I hate to mention that too much, but when you think about people going on a diet, you realize that they have estimated that 85 to 90% of the people who actually start on a diet usually end up going back to their old ways of eating and gaining all that weight back that they work so hard to lose. That's very true. It's a sad fact, but it's true. And that's why there's billions of dollars of dietary supplements out there and weight loss pills and weight loss plans. And it's really one of the hugest, the large, excuse me, the largest uh, financial industries in America anymore. And that's the weight loss and the fitness uh, industry because there's so many people trying to take that weight off. And we're going to talk about it in a minute, but they're not really doing it the way they really should be doing it. Then we'll think about when we're talking about dieting we're not just, or diet, we're not actually just talking about losing weight. 
we're talking about adhering to a specific diet that will help you in your wellness, that will help you in a condition that you have. For example, uh, people that have cardiac issues need to be careful about some of the things that they eat. They need to watch their diet. Okay, I, I know myself, I've had quadruple bypass surgery. And, you know, afterwards, they told me how horrible my my blood vessels were. And those arteries were just clogged, packed, and they couldn't even stent them. They had to actually do bypasses. And so then, of course, they send everybody around to try to help so that it doesn't happen again. And one of the people, of course, is a dietitian. Well, the dietitian comes in and starts telling me all the things that I shouldn't eat and some alternatives for the things that I shouldn't eat that I like to eat. And, you know, going down through a whole big on list, you know, watching the sodium and watching all the fatties. And it's just really a long list. And But truthfully, if I really wanted, if I was really concerned about my health and I really didn't want to go through that quadruple bypass surgery again, which believe me, I would not want to go through open heart surgery again. I'm very thankful. It's been many, many years ago and I'm still doing well and I'm glad I did it. But I really am not looking forward to having to have that done again. So when I'm talking about this diet now, how many times do you think people with all good intentions after they've had maybe a heart attack or or had some issues with their heart or had some issues with other things in their life and they had to go on a diet? You know, someone's A1C or their their glucose level in their blood starts going up and up and up. And so the doctor starts to tell them, you better start watching. And we're going to start having to make sure that you stay on a diet. that's going to really help you keep and control your, your glucose in your blood system. And so immediately, because we don't want to actually be labeled as a diabetic and because we don't want to have all those terrible conditions that can come as a result of diabetes, we start taking that medication, we start eating right, and then what happens? A little bit later, it just all goes down the drain. Why? Because we're not being consistent. We do it for a while, and then we quit. You know, when we, uh, there was a study done by it's called Triax XP, and this Triad XP is a fitness organization, and they actually did a survey and a study and said that usually they can they can almost bank on ninety percent of the people who start some kind of fitness program will have quit within six months. They stop. They start off. Okay, when's the best time for this? New Year's, right? Everybody gets their New Year's resolution, excuse me, New Year's resolutions in and they're going off strong now and they're going to start losing weight and they're going to start exercising and they're going to get their body all toned up and they go out there in January and they start and then February they miss a couple, then March they miss a lot and then April they hardly go. The next thing you know, they're not doing their fitness. Uh, regime anymore it's sad but see that's what i'm talking about inconsistency starting something and not finishing it these crash diets don't work these really fast plans to get in shape they don't work you know what has to take place it has to be a lifestyle change lifestyle change 
let me let me give you one more thing just to kind of give you a, an illustration. They say that whenever people stop smoking, almost 90% of the people who stop smoking will start again at one time or another over the next over the course of the next couple of years. 90%. It's it's hard. Why? Because I'm going to quit smoking. How am I going to do it? Cold turkey. That's it. No more cigarettes. And sooner or later, they're right back at it again. Or I'm on a diet. Nah, right back at it again. I'm going to be fit. Nope, we're going to do that anymore. I'm going to take all my medications so I don't get any of these terrible illnesses and, and health conditions. Nope, it's not going to work because you're not going to be consistent with it. That's what I'm trying to say. Consistency is so very important. The things that we do on the spur of the moment or with, I mean, we have good intentions and we start trying to lose weight. We start trying to exercise. We're going to make sure we take all our medications and do the things that we're supposed to do. Get that exercise in and do that therapy that we need to do. Whatever we are told to do in our plan of care, we're going to do those things and we have good intentions, but something actually keeps us from doing them consistently. Same thing with stopping smoking. And it's it's all geared up around this. You have to be willing to make a lifestyle change that's going to continue on with you the rest of your life. Not just a diet, but let's start eating better. I mean, this, this isn't going to be just for a while until I lose 10 or 20 pounds. This is going to be a lifestyle change. If If there are foods that are good for you, you need to be eating them the rest of your life. If there are foods that you should avoid, you should be avoiding those things the rest of your life. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to get your mind wrapped around the fact that you're making a lifestyle change. You're going to do whatever it takes to get in good shape and you're going to stay in good shape and you're going to make your whole lifestyle change based around that. Some people start off that way. Really, they do. I mean, there are some really healthy people out there who have, ever since they were children, they 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 were taught to eat right, and their families provided uh, nutritious foods for them, and they understood, you know, that you can snack once in a while, but that's not something that's a regular activity, and you want to eat wholesome foods, and you got to get your proper amount of water in, and get all your green leafy vegetables and this, that, and the other, and stay, you know, kind of avoid pasta as much as you can, and some of those other things that can really contribute to the health conditions. And you have to do it on a full-time basis. It's something that you have to make a change. I mean, it's a lifestyle change, not just a couple months until you lose weight, or not just a few months until you feel like you've you've toned up your body a little bit. You want to make it permanent, and that takes a lifestyle change. Now, when we're talking about lifestyle changes, we're talking about really, when you think about it, they always come up with this uh, behavioral coaching that is based around habit because they're basically, uh, the, the premise is that if you can help someone change their habits, you can help them change their lifestyle, and that is so true. A lot of the things that we do, we do because of habit. We're on autopilot. We let the things that we always do continue to be that way. And if that takes place, we're never going to have that lifestyle change that we need to have. So 
we've got to get that lifestyle change and we've got to get that mental image that we need to start replacing bad habits with good habits. Now, there's something called HRL, which is a habit replacement loop. Okay? Habit replacement loop. In other words, what we're doing is replacing the things that we're trying to get out of our life with the things that are more beneficial for our life. Okay? So, because obviously our our bodies aren't going to tolerate just stopping something unless we can replace it with something. That makes that habit change so much easier. So one of the first things I did when I talked about going on my cardiac diet, I went out and started looking at some different things. I love pasta. I hate to say that, but I love it. I love it. I love it. And, uh, and so I started looking at some alternatives. Some of the alternatives are some of the things that they make with now it's basically veggie pasta or vegetable pastas. And they're vegetables. They're good for you. Uh, they don't taste quite the same, but not so bad if you do the right type of cooking and seasoning. But you have to really make careful to make sure that you understand that if you just say, I'm not going to eat pasta anymore, and you don't replace it with something else that can eventually become pleasurable for you, you're going to have more of a tendency to go back to that habit. You see, same thing with exercising. Exercising, it's not really that fun. It really isn't. Uh, we, it's better. I mean, it's sit on the couch at night and read a book, watch TV, do something, play on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have a lot of habits. I see people that spend hours on TikTok. I mean, it's just amazing how many things we can occupy our time with. And it takes time away from things like exercise that is so valuable and so important for us. So we've got to learn to think in our minds that as we're doing this lifestyle change, we are, we are going to help ourselves develop new habits based on replacement. I'll give you a real good example. You know, I try to stay as active as I can all day long and most of the evening, but when I do finally sit down at the end of the day and watch some TV and stuff like that, I want a snack. I mean, I want some chips. I want some crackers. I want something to snack on. It's just a horrible habit. It really is. And the longer I sit there, the worse it gets. And I'm fighting. I'm grabbing my teeth and doing everything I can to keep from going out there and grabbing something. And, and I've since learned that if you don't have it in the house, then you can't get it unless you make a quick trip down to the store, which is only about a half mile down the road. But anyhow, what I'm saying is you've got to realize that you have got to figure out a way to get around that. So I, I did an association game. I, 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 I tried to find out what is associated with what I'm doing so that I can have a replacement activity or a replacement food or other item. I, I did start keeping celery. I love celery. And I, instead of going out and getting chips, I went out and got some celery. I like apples, did the same thing with apples. And then if it just is unbearable, instead of sitting there watching TV or reading a book, I get up and start doing something. There's always something that you can find to do to occupy yourself. And that helps get rid of that urge to do the things that are associated with just sitting down. 
okay? Smoking's basically the same way. And, and I, you know, I smoked for a really short period of time in my life. But I've talked to a lot of people and interviewed a lot of people that have smoked and quit smoking and started smoking again and quit smoking altogether. And when I talk to these people, they say the same thing. It's an association thing. When you get finished eating, it's time to have a cigarette. When you get up in the morning, it's time to have a cigarette. Last thing you do before you go to bed, have a cigarette. If you're at work and you get a break, what do you do? You go out and (laughs) you got to have a cigarette. You see, so now the trick is to make a lifestyle change is you got to find something to replace that. Instead of having that cigarette after you eat, leave the dishes in the sink and take a little walk around the block. Or go into a room of your house where maybe you have uh, 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 one of those stationary bicycles or a treadmill. And I'm not saying really work out a lot. I'm just saying do some things that are going to replace going outside and having a cigarette. Okay? So it's a matter of replacement. It's a matter of breaking that association up. Now you have something specific that you do. Take the dog for a walk. Say, I don't have a dog. Get one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not telling you to go out and get a pet just to quit smoking. What I'm saying is find something else that you can do. If you have kids, go check on the kids and see what they're up to and sit down on the floor and play with them a little bit. If your kids are like mine in their 30s and 40s, you can't quite do that. Go borrow a grandkid. I mean, whatever you can do to take your mind off of that routine that you do right after you eat or the first thing in the morning, get up. Grab that cup of coffee if you drink coffee or that cup of tea. Maybe get that breakfast going. Whatever you do, get it going right away so you don't have that time to sit around and think about, this is when I usually like to have a cigarette. All right? So it's a a matter of replacement. Same with eating. Same with the diets that we have to go on for for special reasons because of health issues, just just losing weight, whatever it might be, get in the habit of doing that. And I'll tell you what, this has really caught on. And I'll give you an example of this. This replacement thing where you're trying to replace a bad habit with a good habit, habit replacement loop, remember? And one of the things that has come out that has made billions of dollars is vaping. People say, well, what's vaping? Well, vaping is an alternative to smoking. But the problem is it's not a good alternative to smoking. So now I'm not smoking anymore. I'm vaping, see? And they recognize these people that that came up with these electronic cigarettes and vapes and whatever else they are. They realize how important it is for people to feel like they have replaced something that was bad for something that's not quite so bad. But vaping is dangerous and it probably is going to be proven to be more dangerous later on down the line than it is today but it's not a good and safe alternative for smoking cigarettes so that's what i'm trying to get out with this consistency thing being consistent making sure that you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing make sure you take that medication like you're supposed to so you don't add risk to your life of developing those terrible health conditions now if you're going to go on a diet don't go on a diet go on a lifestyle change with nutrition well there's a good way to put it i'm not on a diet i'm on a new lifestyle change for nutrition (laughs) it's so much better for your body and you'll be healthier and you'll be happier you'll have more energy and you're going to feel great Uh, but it has to be something that you're going to do all the time if you just 
sent out to do it for a few months, it's, it's going to fail. Or after you do it for a few months, you get down to your weight, you're going to get it all back. You say, oh, not me. Well, 90% of the people do it. If you're one of the 10%, I'm very happy for you. But I wouldn't put a lot of money on that fact. You know, not only with health things, but also with accidents. When you think about that and being consistent, I just wrote down a few things here that I've heard uh, and and I've, I've read that people have said, and it all points to the same thing, that they usually do something safely, but in this particular incident, they didn't, and it cost them. I almost always wear my seatbelt, but this one time, and they ended up getting in an accident and getting hurt. I usually always turn the dryer off before I leave the house. Good practice. Remember when we talked about fire? I mean, that's one of the leading causes of fires in the homes, heating equipment and things like dryers. I hardly ever forget to lock the gate at the pool. What a tragic mistake that could be. Can you imagine how you'd feel if a young child from the neighbor's house or down the road a little bit came in, snuck in, got into the pool and drowned? It would be terrible. The, the fence is good. Great idea. Lock gate. Wonderful idea. But you have to do it what? Consistently. Because the one time that you leave that open could be the one time that a terrible accident takes place. I usually pull over if I get tired driving. A lot of people, they drive, they work, they drive, they work, they get tired, they get drowsy, they're not able to have the reaction time that they need to have, and they end up getting involved in accidents. Some, you see oftentimes these tractor trailers, they're down in the median or down in the ditch or in the woods sometimes and overturned and upside down. You know, a lot of those cases are these poor drivers spend so much time driving and so much time on the road. And, uh, you know, the, the more loads they run, the more money they make. And they get tired. And instead of pulling over and resting, they keep pushing it and keep pushing it. And just one time, one time, you fall asleep at the wheel. It could be a disastrous result. That was the first time I had ever driven after I had had a few drinks. I usually don't do that, but this one time. Oh, Bill, you you can ask him. Just ask Bill. I always wear my goggles when I'm welding. But for this reason, for this time, for some reason, I didn't have them on. (laughs) You see what I mean? I'm just trying to, you know, some of these illustrations and some of these things that I've heard and read, they, they may not really be applicable to you in a sense because maybe you, you've never had an issue with some of those things. But what about the issues you are familiar with? What about the things that you do have in your life that could cause risk because of the fact that you weren't being consistent? You know, every once in a while, parents will, instead of putting their child in that car seat the way they're supposed to be, they'll hold them on their lap and drive home. Every once in a while, they'll take off down the road in the wintertime. I'm not sure where you are listening, but here in the north, you know, we get some winter and your windshield gets all iced over and you see people all the time. They just have one little area cleaned out where they can just barely see out there. 
And I usually make sure my windshield is always cleaned off, but every once in a while. Listen, don't take the risk of doing that one-off. Be consistent. Understand what safety is all about. Understand what good health is all about. And be consistent in doing the things that you need to do. And I guarantee you, you're going to have a longer, healthier, happier life. Because eventually, if you're inconsistent, something's going to slip through the cracks. Don't think this one time, I'll do it. I'll get away with it. It won't be a problem. Just this once. Because that once could really be a problem. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. Please tell your friends to listen to it. They may need to hear this. They may need to understand that consistency is so important in preventive health and safety. And I certainly hope that you'll take it to heart too. And the next time you're getting ready to do something that you know you don't normally do it that way because it might be unsafe or it might be unhealthy, think about it. Or the next time you start thinking about all the things that you need to do, but you're doing them hit or miss, think about this podcast. Consistency is a huge factor in your well-being and in your life. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you next time.